0: Hey, everybody.
1: Welcome back to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast.
0: It's Stacey and Pete. We're here this week with our favorite songs from an artist who is still making music today. But she got her start in the 90s, and she is someone who I always just associate with the 90s. Yes. It is Alanis Morissette. So, our list. I have a little bit more HMs, as per usual. And I think you really only loved Jagged Little Pill. That's the one you know the best.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: And... I totally relate. I just continued listening for several more years. I haven't listened to really any of her more recent stuff. Really? Yeah. So, you know, it's all right. We're basically going to be reviewing Jagged Little Pill and a few others. Exactly. <laughs> a few other songs from some of her other albums. <laughs>
1: Jagged Little Pill and some HMs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll go first since I have more HMs. Is that cool?
1: Yes, please.
0: All right. Three of these are from her album, Supposed Former Infatuation Junkie, which came out in 1998. mm The first is that I would be good. Always makes me feel kind of sad. It's just very slow and quiet. And I think it's because she's writing about wanting to find someone who loves her, even if she's clingy, even if she gains weight, even right. if she numbs herself or she's overwhelmed, all those things that are considered quote unquote negative.
1: Well, yeah, um, she just wants someone to love her or her.
0: Yes. And maybe it's even just that she would be good in her own eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes I know I can focus on my flaws and beat myself up about those things. But she does say at the end that I would be good, whether with or without you.
1: Mm. So that's not a flaw that I have. So, I mean, I can't relate to you.
0: uh (laughs) I mean, but that line makes me think maybe she actually is talking to someone, someone yeah, and not herself. Either way.
1: She could be doing both.
0: Could be. But this song will always make me think of Dawson's Creek as well. It was used, I think, two different times. And it was during some emotional stuff with Jen and I think one of the times with Jack, if I'm not mistaken. It's been mm. a while since I've watched. But. Have I met Jack yet? um you probably saw him when we did like one of the halloween episodes and maybe the thanksgiving episode mm. but you didn't see like his introduction to the show jack is andy's brother do you know no okay so you'll have to wait and see
1: i'll find out soon enough
0: <laughs> the next one from the same album is the song so pure <laughs> This one kind of gives me the same feelings as some of Janet's more upbeat, airy, fun songs like Together Again right. or All For You. I don't know. It, it was something that felt a little bit new and different for Alanis.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I was checking some songs out on, I think, Jagged Little Pill was either her second or third album, but she had like dance music and stuff like that on her first album or albums, oh. which i would never heard any of it before. Yeah,
0: I hadn't listened to that either.
1: I'm pretty sure it was like 91 or 92.
0: Okay. And this is the song that has the album title in it, Mm. the supposed former infatuation junkie. And I mostly thought the song was like written for me because of the very first line, which made me think of someone special who might be in this room where it says, you from New York, you are so relevant. You reduce me to cosmic tears.
1: Cosmic tears.
0: Cosmic. I mean, the most magical, out-of-this-world feeling.
1: Listen, I can see how you thought she wrote that for you and me. Yeah. That lines up.
0: Right? Well, and this it came out in 98, which is when we met, but I don't know that I really was thinking about that until a little later when I got a little more angsty about you. Mm-hmm. But I just remember the first time I heard that, I was like... <gasps> You know,
1: I know, I, I know, I know that
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I have someone from New York who's so relevant. I know New York. And I've cried over him. <laughs> cosmically. cosmically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear some of your HMs. Or... All
1: right. My first HM. The majority of my songs, of course, will be off of Jagged Little Pill. So first song, Head Over Feet. you already- This song has such a chill vibe, you know, which is in direct contrast to the majority of that album. But I really enjoy it.
0: I always feel like that song to me is kind of like the sweetest song on that album, even Mm. though it's like, it's not like a slow, like ballad kind of thing, but it's just very lovey. Yes. Because it's just all about being in love. Don't be alarmed if I fall head over feet. Like, and I liked that phrasing too. She's such a good writer, head over feet, you Mm -hmm. know? Instead of head over heels.
1: I feel like a lot of the album was written while she was really angry
0: Mm -hmm.
1: at a particular person that I'll talk about later. But Oh,
0: come on. Cut it out.
1: Cut it out. (laughs) But I wonder if she wrote this song later on while she had dealt with it a little bit and Mm. was coming through it. That's what it feels like. feels like the clouds are parting, sun shining a little bit.
0: Yes. Like there's hope for something new. New love. We need to actually go and like... I mean, I'm sure that somewhere she's talked about the meaning behind all of these songs. Mm -hmm. I know I've watched some of her unplugged, but I don't remember like stories.
1: Yeah, I don't recall them either.
0: I'm sure she told some though. Mm
1: -hmm. My next HM, also from Jagged Little Pill, All I Really Want.
0: Yes. And all I really want is some patience away. You know, back in the day when we just popped the CD in, mm-hmm. you listen to it. Per- I mean, you could skip forward if you want, but for the experience, you would start at the beginning.
1: Absolutely. Play it straight through on repeat.
0: Yes. And this was the first song on the album. And so the beginning music to that song just always like hits me because you're just like, all right, we're settling in. Yes. We're going to do this whole album right now.
1: And we did that with this album, didn't we?
0: Oh, yeah. We've done that, I feel like, a few times. But I remember specifically one time when we were, like, taking the back way to go to downtown. Straight through. Yep.
1: Did you think about your bills, your ex, your deadlines?
0: Ooh, such good lines.
1: Oh, when you think you're gonna die.
0: I mean, I could just sit here and sing the whole thing. I know. We won't do that. All right. Next HM for me, also from supposed former infatuation junkie. Thank you. Just the letter U.
1: admission right now, that song is on continuous loop in my head right now, and it has been all day, and I can't get it to shut up.
0: (laughs) It's a good song, though. It
1: is a very good song.
0: I believe that was the most popular song on that album, and it was like the first single that came out. Yeah. But I mostly love that song for the bridge because it's like, I don't know, it just hit me. The, The moment I let go of it was the moment I got more than I could handle. Yeah. The moment I jumped off of it. Was the moment I touched down because it's that whole like, let it let it go. If it returns to you, it was meant to be that kind of thing, you know, right. Or just like the second you stop like obsessing over something and stop thinking about it. And then it all happens, like whatever it is you were worried about.
1: Was this the video where she was like nude? I think so. Yeah. It was striking that video to see her naked through the whole thing. It's not something that you normally saw in a video.
0: Right. Of course, you know. Covered up in the...
1: <laughs> yes, not actual nudity. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just
1: fully unclothed, probably.
0: Yes. Definitely giving like um Eve in the Garden of Eden vibes, I yes. feel. Yes,
1: good call. Of
0: course, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I just see her hair flowing. Mm-hmm. And-, and then my last HM or honorable mention, we just had a, a new listener reach out and say, what's an HM? <laughs> <laughs> is from the album So-Called Chaos, which came out in 2004, Everything.
1: everything.
0: I really loved this song. And this was another one of those, like, I am all these negative things, but I'm also all these positive things. But, like, you love me no matter what. Kind of thing. One of my favorite lines is when she says, you dig everything of which I'm ashamed. There's not anything to which you can't relate and you're still here. I just think of me and you, right? I just okay. think of things that other people don't understand about me. You love. That's like right. You, you
1: I know, love you, you for me you for who right? I am. Yeah, exactly.
0: And none of those things that other people might see as something negative deter you from thinking I'm awesome.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and you are awesome. <laughs>
0: At least in your eyes, I believe that.
1: Well, you need to believe that in your own eyes <laughs> as well.
0: I'm working on it every day.
1: All right, we get into the actual top five lists. Yes? Yes. Your HMs are done?
0: All HMs are
1: done. All right, number five, Jagged Little Pill, You Learn. You learn. You learn.
0: You love. You learn. You cry. You learn. You love. You, you learn. That was a single, wasn't it?
1: It was. And this is just a fun video, right? Like she's traipsing through a city. Her hair looks cool. I don't know. I, I just dig it. I dig the song, dig the video.
0: Agree. Okay. Number five on my list is from the album Under Rug Swept, which came out in 2002. The song is called Lynch.
1: And how long can a girl stay haunted by you? Soon I'll grow up, but I won't even flinch.
0: It's your name. This was a random song. I mean, not random, but this was not a single or anything, but it's one that spoke to me. It reminded me of like coming home for Christmas and running into someone from my past. Mm. One of the lines is, what's it been over a decade? It still smarts like it was four minutes ago. Ooh. And then, like, later it says, how long can a girl be haunted by you? Soon I'll grow up and I won't even flinch at your name.
1: She's so talented at, like, capturing the exact thoughts Mm -hmm. that people have. But then, like, saying it in just a little different way that is so memorable.
0: She definitely is such a way with words and, and feelings. And I love the fact that, like, I started listening to her when I was 15 And I I felt like even though I may not have related to the things she was writing about then, I feel like what she was writing about then kind of opened my mind up to something new and Mm -hmm. like new thoughts and ideas. And I don't know how to describe that. But then as I became an adult... A woman, if you will, in her 20s, dealing with feelings left over from past relationships and things that were left undone, you know, unresolved. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, coming home and being afraid to run into people. So anyway, if you've never listened to that song, go check it out, especially if you relate to that feeling of like not being able to get over someone and and thinking that maybe one, you know, one day I'll be able to like hear that person's name and not It'll flinch at it, right? Or eventually you'll end up marrying them <laughs> and get to say their name all the time.
1: Yeah, and the flinching is gone either way. Yes. <laughs> all right, number 4 on my list, same album, Under Rug Swept, Hands Clean. This is a chills song for me. Whenever you get to the part that we just played that part, I mean, mm. it's so
0: good. No one cares except the both of us. That's right. Yeah. That one, I think, is one that I didn't really like dig into all of the lyrics of the song, but that one's more of a, a feeling song, which I know you're not a lyrics guy anyway, so it makes sense why you enjoy it so much.
1: Yeah, and I can't keep up with Alanis. Like, she's saying so much throughout a whole song. Yes. I, I get lost in the lyrics.
0: And that one, in the verses, she's like speed talking. It is. Also. <laughs> so that one's a hard one to learn.
1: It is. Period.
0: Number four on my list is from Jagged Little Pill, which came out in 95, if we didn't already say that. Not The Doctor. Visiting hours
1: of nine to five, and if I show up at 10 past six, well, I.
0: I obviously love all of Jagged Little Pill, but this song always stood out to me as just being kind of cool. Like I really liked singing along with it, like the verses. I really love when she says, I don't want to be the sweeper. It's hard to say it without singing it. Of the eggshells that you walk upon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be the sweeper of the eggshells that you walk upon. Like, just again, like a fun way to say. Yeah,
1: I can't figure out what that means. I feel dumb. Help me. (laughs)
0: No, you're not dumb. Well, this is just my interpretation of it. But I think... Based on like the the rest of the song, you know, she's saying like, I don't want to be your babysitter. I don't want to be your idol. I don't want to be your mother. I don't want to be, you know, all these things. So here with I don't want to be the sweeper of the eggshells that you walk upon, meaning that the the guy's like, I think he's just like a a stage five clinger.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And she's saying like, you're walking on eggshells around me and I'm not going to sweep those up for you. Like you need to just be real with me. Don't walk on eggshells with me. That Mm. kind of thing.
1: It's deep, man. I like it's it. deep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number three on my list, also Jagged Little Pill, Hand in My Pocket. And what it all comes down to is that I had not got it all figured out just yet. Because I've got one hand in my pocket and the other one is given a peace sign. Contains some of my favorite lines from any songs. Because I got one hand in my pocket and the other one is given a peace sign.
0: <laughs>
1: Followed closely by, I'm brave, but I'm chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Yes.
1: I love that line.
0: My favorite of the ones, because, you know, it changes up every time when she's like, I've got one hand in my pocket. My favorite was the, and the other one is smoking a cigarette. Cigarette. I can't a piano. Oh, I like when she's playing up. I can't do it. Piano. A piano. <laughs> So unique,
1: though. Yes, it is.
0: I actually just texted our niece, who is 16 and pretty open to new music or not new, new old music. Yes. You know, like she's into stuff from the 80s and 90s and things like that. And I was like, have you ever listened to Alanis Morissette or Fiona Apple? And she's like, she a little bit. But I was like, listen, you don't have to. It may not be your thing, but I highly recommend listening to Jagged Little Pill and listening to Tidal by Fiona because I was like, I was around 16 when these two came out and they spoke to me i didn't know how else to say it to her you know but
1: yeah it's like you never want to like oversell something right like oh this is going to change your life right but it could
0: well listen i do feel like when i re-listen to those albums i just feel like they just open my mind to a Mm -hmm. lot of things i don't know not things but just ideas yeah feelings things like that so i don't know if she'll listen but we'll see we'll
1: have to check back in on it
0: yes number three on my list Is a very special song to me. It's from Supposed Former Infatuation Junkie, which came out in '98. The song's called Unsent. Dear Matthew, I like you a lot. So this song, like, It's basically she's just singing letters that she's written to several different men that she had known in her past in whatever capacity. The words don't rhyme, you know, she's just making it sound pretty, but she's just reading letters. Right. Mm. I mean, of course, she does it in a way that it sounds good, but it's it's not like a typical line by line songs that words that rhyme with each other that yeah. kind of thing. But I loved it because I would take it and like relate each guy that she's talked about to a guy in my life. Oh, really? Yes. And I was, what, 18? Yeah. So it's not like there had been that many. So I was reaching. Well, I don't know, like
1: in middle school, high school, I feel like it was the flavor of the week.
0: Right. But I mean, she's writing this as a 20 something year old and
1: had serious relationships for years.
0: Yes. Now, I mean, at that point, I had. Two that I felt like were actually love and Mm -hmm. like intense and things like that. But one of those may or may not have been you, but... One of the, the lines that, that I love was when she says, the truth is, whenever I think of the early 90s, your face comes up with a vengeance like it was yesterday. Not necessarily because of it being early 90s, but I just like that it's like telling of the time. Right. I don't know. I just really loved it. I re-listened to it a couple of times the other day because I was trying to remember which one that I thought you were.
1: Oh, care to share.
0: I think you were Marcus. But you could have been Lou.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know the song, so I'm going to have to go listen yep. and decide if I'm a Marcus or a Lou.
0: Yeah. Or a Terrence.
1: A Terrence. Hmm. Do you think she also changed the names to protect the innocent?
0: I would like to know if she did. Yeah. And I think the first person that she wrote about was like, she was actually like writing to like a famous person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Which I also remember relating to that. Because she's just like, she says, I would like you to know that if you're ever single in the future and you want to come visit me in California, I would be open to spending time with you and finding out how old you were when you wrote your first song. Oh, really? So to me, that's like, oh, that's somebody that she doesn't actually know, but she has a crush on because to me, he's like a musician or something.
1: I don't. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to this song.
0: It's so good. I used to listen to it on repeat. Hmm. Loved it.
1: All right. A little bit of contrast for number two on my list. From Jagged Little Pill, you ought to know. So this was really my introduction to Alanis. This yes. is the first time I remember hearing her sing something. And, you know, we've established I don't really listen to lyrics, but even I knew I was like, she is letting loose on a past relationship with real emotion. And at that point, that spoke to me. And I, uh, I actually went and watched an interview with Dave Coulier today where he was talking about the first time he heard that song. I don't think he realized at first it was Alanis. And then he did. He started hearing the music. He's like, oh, it's a good song. And then he started listening to the lyrics. And he was like, wait a minute. (laughs) He's like, oh he's like, I think this is about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he said, you know, a few years later, they'd ran into each other and he was like, what am I supposed to say when people ask me about this song? She's like, you say whatever you want. You know, I guess they repaired their, you know, basic friendship or they uh-huh. were at least cordial. And I guess like she did something really sweet for somebody in his family when they were in the hospital. So it's like, you know, they have a, a decent they relationship. Worked it or out. did Yes. But it was funny to to hear him talk about it. And of course, it was on Sirius and they're like, well, we've got to know, like, what movie you guys were watching?
0: <laughs> I was thinking, like, is the movie the reason why he knew that uh, it was about him? I,
1: I mean, he didn't say that specifically. He started telling jokes about, you know, you make one bad popcorn joke, you know, the hole in the popcorn thing. And now it's famous forever. But you know, there's no telling. <laughs>
0: Oh, I wish he would have said what movie it was.
1: I know. That would have been funny.
0: Do you remember the radio edits on that? Well, Oh, no. Because obviously they couldn't say like, and do you think of me when you bleep her? But then also, I feel like there was a version... On my radio station that when it says, like, would she go down on you in a theater? Yeah, it it was was like, would she go down with you to the theater or something?
1: I wonder what it was. I don't remember. I remember them changing it, but I also don't remember what they changed it to.
0: Or maybe I'm thinking of like a friend of mine thought that that's what the words were and didn't realize, (laughs) like maybe didn't understand what that meant at the time or something. Maybe all of our radio stations did something different.
1: It could be because what we just listened to was not what I remember.
0: Yeah, they just blanked it out instead of doing like a beep. Yeah. Either way, I remember it being very controversial.
1: Yes. And then hearing like the real version. Yeah. I was like, whoa, (laughs) people do that. (laughs) So you're
0: telling me there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was the first song I listened to that I would sing angrily when I wasn't really angry about anything.
1: Okay. You just felt the emotion. Yes, Mm.
0: for sure. All right. Number two on my list is from Jagged Little Pill, but it's the hidden song at mm-hmm. the end of Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. So they play like a different version of You Ought to Know, and then it just goes quiet for a little bit. Then we get the magic and the mystery of Your House. I went to your house, walked up the stairs. I open your door without ringing the bell I walk down the hall into your room where I could smell you and die So it's a cappella, it's a little bit stalkery, mm. and it's heart-wrenching Right. So basically, she's going to his house. He's not there. She goes in and she's just having a good old time, you know, so in love with him. And my favorite is when she's like,
1: would you forgive me, love? If I dance in your shower, would
0: you forgive me, love? If I laid in your bed, would you forgive me, love? If I stay on afternoon.
1: Yes. Do you remember it now? I do, yeah.
0: And then all of a sudden she finds a letter and it wasn't her writing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, she realizes now that he's got someone else and then she's very upset. Then it turns into, would you forgive me, love, if I cry in your shower? <laughs> would you forgive me for the salt in your bed?
1: Do you think she actually like broke into somebody's house, like her ex-boyfriend's house?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But either way, it, it's a journey. It's creepy, but I love it. Yeah. I mean, I would never do that. I wouldn't either. But it was always, though, just one of those that I wish that I could sing because I love singing along to it. And mm-hmm. with it being a cappella like that, it was just so powerful. Right. And it felt special and unique because... Who knows if everybody knew of that song?
1: Right. They might have just hit next. Like, what's all the silence?
0: Yeah. Or just like not even listen to the alternative version of You Ought to Know because you like the other one better and you've right. already heard it. So why even listen to that one all the way through? You know? So it just felt like you were like kind of in on something cool.
1: That's right. It was a secret.
0: It's like an underground club.
1: All right. Time for my number one. Shockingly from Jagged Little Pill. <laughs>
0: Believe it! Finally!
1: From 1995, of course. (laughs) The song is ironic. So the whole package here, the harmonies throughout the whole song, I love. I love a good harmony. The video, you know, where they're in the car, it kind of feels like the 80s or the 70s. And just overall, I think it's as perfect a song as there can be. I love it.
0: It's a really fun song. And we've all experienced those kind of ironies that she's talking about. Right. You know.
1: Are they ironies? Isn't there big debates about like none of this is ironic. I feel like I've heard that debate multiple traffic times.
0: traffic jam when you're already late, a no smoking sign on your cigarette break.
1: Yeah. So the argument is it's coincidence. It's not irony.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? That is
1: true. But then there's a counter argument that it's like it's cosmic irony or maybe it's ironic because she knows none of that is ironic. Oh, <laughs> And she was playing a, a big joke on everybody.
0: Wink wink.
1: Winky winky. But I don't care. The lyrics can be whatever they are. I love this song.
0: Well, I mean, listen, isn't it ironic that, you know, it flows a little better than isn't it a coincidence?
1: Isn't it a large coincidence? Don't you think?
0: <laughs> she could have called it a coinky dink, don't you think? Isn't it a coinky dink?
1: Don't you yeah, think? Yeah, I really do think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. And my number one pick is a song I've talked about before on this podcast. It's from the City of Angels soundtrack. It came out in 1998. It's Uninvited. I mean, it's these four notes and the song just builds around these four notes and it takes you on this haunting, powerful journey. Yeah. Yeah. the very satisfying culmination yes try really hard not to say climax there but <laughs> I still did just there so and this culmination you know is when Alanis needed a moment to deliberate I- And then the world explodes (laughs) along with my mind.
1: I'm going to admit you stole this one from me. It was originally going to be my number one, but.
0: It wasn't stolen. It was already written on my list. Stolen.
1: It's an amazing song.
0: I told you we could have a joint number one.
1: All right. Joint number one it is.
0: (laughs) Push all of yours down. You have three (laughs) HMs now. (laughs) But this also, it came out on Alanis Morissette, The Collection, in 2005. It was the first album of hers to include this song in its original studio format. But Ah. she had also performed an acoustic version of it on her 99 MTV Unplugged appearance which was released on an album, Alanis Unplugged, but that was a live version, which was also amazing. Yes. I remember having both on my iPod. Did
1: you get those from Napster? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Did she have a whole orchestra with her for that song? Because
0: On Unplugged? Yeah. I think so.
1: Or maybe just, you know, like a string quartet. And
0: I'm trying to remember because I saw her perform. She opened for Matchbox 20. Like in the mid two thousands. Did she? Yeah, or maybe like well what's, what's when I say mid two thousands, to me that means like two thousand five. But what does that actually mean?
1: I mean to me mid-2000s? that's what that means. Yeah, the mid the mid aughts.
0: The mid aughts. Yeah. But like, then what is it now? The mid-2020s? <laughs> no, I
1: 20 guess we're, teens? we're past that, past that.
0: We are past that now. Yeah. But like, if she did that in 2012, what would that be considered? Just 2012? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's easier if I Back just say in that.
1: 2012.
0: I need to look at my ticket stubs <laughs> and see when that was, because it was all blurred together.
1: I feel like that is disrespectful to Miss Morissette to open for Matchbox 20. No shame to Matchbox 20, but she ought to be the headliner there.
0: I mean... I agree with you. But think about that time period. I think they were still putting out new stuff. I mean, obviously, she has still put out albums over the years. But I think maybe she just wasn't hitting on the radio and stuff. And they were. You're right. So I think, I don't know. I mean, hopefully they paid her well. And that was a case where I really made sure I was there early. Yeah. So that I could see her, you know, like my best friend, Sarah, loves Matchbox 20. Right. Loves Rob Thomas. I've seen them so many times just going with her the same as she would go see Dave Matthews with me. Yeah. Don't
1: hate me for saying that, Sarah, about this. I forgot as I was talking (laughs) about Matchbox 20, what that actually meant. (laughs) And now I'm scared.
0: A lot of people love Matchbox 20. And I mean, I enjoy them too. I just enjoy Alanis more, but it is what it is. And also like when I saw Fiona Apple, she was opening for Coldplay. Oh, wow. Which at at that time, it made sense because that's when Coldplay was on, you know, on top of the world Mm -hmm. and Fiona, you know, it had been a while for her. Right. But hers, I sadly don't remember that
1: well. No? Did she come out and play with them at all?
0: No. No. I got there before, like, I got there to see her set, but it was, like, one of the first times that I, like, drank on the way there.
1: Oh, that's one of those. It was bad. I gotcha.
0: I don't remember a lot about that show.
1: Well, at least you can say you were there.
0: But it was fun. (laughs) Until (laughs) the next morning. Thanks, Jack Daniels. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. It's really hard to choose favorites when it comes to someone that you just love so many of their songs. But that one is just, it just hits different.
1: It does. It slaps, as they say.
0: <laughs> it does slap. So that's it. Let us know what you would have picked in a very nice way, not telling us what we left off because it's our list. So technically, we didn't leave anything off that we didn't want to leave off.
1: It's fine. Tell me what I got wrong. You I didn't accept. get
0: anything wrong. You can't be wrong when it's your list of favorites. I'm
1: sure there's something I did wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hope you enjoyed You ought to Know. We'll see you next time. Boom! (laughs) Isn't it a coinkydink?
1: (laughs) Don't you think? Also, if you'd like to dive into even more nostalgia, you can come to any of our social media pages for lots more.
0: We're on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can find us on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up.
1: We have a great Facebook group, The Cozy Club, fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up.
0: You can help support the podcast by becoming a member of our Patreon You'll gain access to bonus episodes like our Pilots on Patreon series, where we discuss pilot episodes of nostalgic TV shows.
1: Dear Diary episodes that are a little too embarrassing for Stacy to read on our regular podcast.
0: <laughs> Just don't tell anyone what you hear on our Patreon. It's
1: a secret.
0: What happens on Patreon stays on Patreon. Uh, we also play games and share more lists of favorites. And this summer we're having a very special summer reading series where we're reading a babysitters club book that our patrons voted on. And you can join at patreon.com slash we don't wanna grow up.
1: And if you enjoy our podcast, make sure you're following us and subscribed on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss an episode.
0: And leaving some nice words and five stars is always nice too. It is. See you next time.
1: Later.